The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Wells, and Jax Bruce. Jax, how are you doing today? Very well, thanks, Brian. I am very well. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I've had, a, I've had a good day so far and I'm really looking forward to um, this chat that we're about to do because today we're talking to someone that we've worked with before and I work with quite a lot, Chris Reeves, social media rock star. Oh, wow. um, Chris is the founder of founder and MD of Reeve Social Media and in his own words is quite simply obsessed with social media. Chris has a few followers on Instagram, well far more than I have on anything. He has over 12,000 followers. He's co-host of Talk Norwich City, which hopefully we won't talk about because I know nothing about football, um, a podcast and has managed over 150 client accounts. So Chris, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, Brian Jacks. Thank you so much for the invite. And um, I can't wait to give value to your audience today. I'm very, very excited. I'm pumped to podcast, and I'm um, I'm feeling fine. I've, I, I'm 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 feeling very fulfilled. I'm I'm recently a married man. Would you believe? So I'm uh, I'm now ready to, uh, to to be wise and humble and mature and and share wisdom on podcasts. Okay, thanks for that. I did. I do recall seeing that you just got married, and in fact, if I recall, you proposed at the top of Ben Nevis as well. Correct. Sunny Scotland had to be. Well, do you know something? That, that photograph is the only photograph I've ever seen of anyone on the top of Ben Nevis when the sun's shining. But I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, so just to lead off, a question to begin with for you: How has the last year and a half been for you in the pandemic? So it's been uh, very refreshing, if I'm honest with you. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say that. I think, although lots of people are um, quite consumed by the negatives of the global pandemic, I'm. I'm really, really excited by the positives. And but the word refreshing uh, is meaning that I think so many more people are willing to have a go at change, try new things, innovate, and um, go too fitted into projects that they previously wouldn't have done, which. Um, of course, you know, you, you don't know until you try things. And I think certainly in the world of social media, that's a key component part of success is, is trying and split testing and having a go. Um, so, yes, of course, it's been um, a, a bad time, obviously, for the economy, etc. Um, but in terms of the world of, of marketing and social um you know it, it's been it's been a good year um you know it's become more of an important tool than ever before uh, an absolutely vital tool for delivering news and and keeping people connected all over the world yeah yeah no i have to i have to agree with that and in fact you started reef social media in the pandemic didn't you yeah right at the start it seems seems like a while ago now doesn't it um yeah. you know, literally I, I pressed the big green go button as as soon as the, the the sort of the pandemic hit actually and it's been kind of 
you know, something that I've wanted to do for many years. I've been in digital marketing now for over a decade and I've, I've never had my own baby. And I thought, you know what? Screw it. Um, got nothing to lose. I'm just going to have a go. And some people think I'm crazy for it. Um, but I think fortune favors the brave quite often. And I'm so proud and pleased and blessed that I've done it because um, the amount of people that have, um, have have benefited and have said, Chris, I wish you'd done this years earlier, uh, which has been really, really comforting. And as a young business owner as well, it's always daunting. So um, to do it in the middle of the pandemic is um, something that I'm really, really proud of. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I, I started a business in the middle of a, a recession once and everyone told me I was utterly mad. <laughs> and, um, and you know, and hey, hey we're, we're, we're still there. So we're still bagging away and still and still um, giving value to a lot of people. So, yeah, I think I don't think it really matters when you do it. As long as you're passionate at it, you've got a you've got a, a good product to sell, whatever that may be. And, and you work hard for your clients. I think that's the main thing. So talking about social media, so property manage, property management and social media, I think there's it's fair to say a few property managers out there are probably terrified of kind of putting their toe in the water of social media. Um, I, I guess of fear of uh, I, I don't know, repercussions of some description, negativity or and, and these sort of things. So how do you think social media can help property managers? I think social media, in, in terms of the world of property management, the, the property managers, sorry, the, the thing that kind of comes to my head immediately is it's a trust tool. It's 100% a trust tool. And the more transparent you can be with people via whatever platform it is, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, literally any platform, the more honest and transparent you can be, the better. Um, I think, you know, it... The number one KPI for property managers should be to build trust. I think that's absolutely vital. And it's the best platform to do it on 100% because you can show your face and be up front. And um, it, it is just e emails on steroids. It really is. It's just the best way to show up um, and uh, for people to like you. It's the old like, like know, and trust, right? Um, you know, everyone's heard of that. And it's certainly one way to do it. And, and, and I think another thing as well is showing superb, supreme even customer service. It's such an incredible tool for, um, you know, getting back to people as soon as possible within within minutes, within, you know, a day. You know, it, all of the all of the biggest and, and, and best social media accounts it, they use it as an opportunity to show off their excellent customer service skills, which, again, um, tails into you know your prospective customers, clients, whatever, trusting you more. So that that would be the thing that comes to my head straight away. Yeah, you no, know, I, I think I think I would agree with that. And and you and I have talked about this um, a few times, certainly with with your social media and my social media. And that is, um, how do you deal with negative comments? You know, it's bound to happen in in in, in that industry. That's probably the fear people have of getting into. But 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 what would be your advice to deal with? Um, with negative type comments well you speak to the right person because of my football media work i i get uh negative comments trolls on on a daily basis sadly and it's the reality of social media but it's part of the game that that you play in order to excel on these platforms now the first thing is is to actually change your mindset to negative comments again to mention it that this is an opportunity to show off your your values this is an excellent opportunity to show off your customer service skills and so I think responding to people 
killing them with kindness is so important. Um, I don't know about you, Brian, but when I see uh, reviews online, negative reviews where people bite back and they're nasty and it's, and it's a, it's a literally an online ping pong match for everyone to see. And not only is it embarrassing, but it's also really, really bad for your brand. And that's the, and, and that is a, is a, is a social media trap that I do not want anyone listening to this to fall into. So I think the advice to give some actions, kill them with kindness. And what I mean by that is responding to them with utter empathy. You don't know what's going on in their world. You don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know how, how what's going on in their day. Have they just lost someone, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. I've re- very recently had one where it actually transpires that that person had lost their business recently. And so there's, there's, that, that's one thing. Um, but, but the other thing as well is to, you know, if you're particularly struggling with it, just, just from a personal point of view, mute these people, block these people, you know, if they're not your target customer, there's no, there's no point even entertaining a a, a conversation if they're going to be really, really rude, um, and out of order. But most of the time, if someone's constructive in their feedback, even if it is negative, I'll always respond to them. Um, super kind, asking them questions, directing them somewhere, telling them when you're going to talk to them, how you're going to talk to them. And um, I, I think that'd be how, how I would deal with negative comments. But but honestly, the main thing and probably 70 or 80 percent of what I just said, the most important part of that segment is your own mindset to them. This is an opportunity to show off your values. Yeah. Okay. No, I would. I would 100% agree with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Well put. Because that was that was something that kind of we've been we've been thinking about how um, to kind of articulate that sort of thing. And, and I think you did that did that extremely well. Do you know so, what's crazy, Brian? So sorry to interrupt and to go again here, but I I, I actually I, I won't say the, the exact company, but obviously I, I've worked with so many different companies over the years. There's one company that that I'm in partnership with now that I, I had to talk into using Facebook because they were so scared of getting negative feedback. They didn't even want to go on Facebook. Do you realize how much of a, how much of a business opportunity you're missing by not going on Facebook? It's, it, it's just crazy. It's, it's almost brand suicide in 2021 to not be on these platforms. And I, there'll be people listening to this now that will be rolling their eyes, but the reality is if you're not on social, you're, you're losing so much latent potential for, for your business, whichever business that, that might be. And, and, and so, yeah, do not be afraid of, of negative feedback. Um, it can actually be an insane um, marketing tool. It really, really can. Yeah. Yeah, answer the answer the critics. Yeah, absolutely. for example, Brian, if I respond to, sorry, you got me passionate about this now. If someone responds to, um, say, for example, Brian, you give me some negative feedback, I kill you with kindness. I respond. I might even give you something in, you know, in return to to say thank you or to actually appease you, to put it politely. What you're then going to do is, rather than shout shouting and screaming and, and telling all your friends, well, what you might do is you might actually screenshot that and show it to your friends and go. Oh my lord! I've just spoken to this company, and look how they've responded to me. They've even given me this, and they've even said this. How refreshing is that? And then all of a sudden, Brian, you're doing my marketing for me, <laughs> and that's my point. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, so, what type of posts do you think would engage people? What what sort of posts should people be putting up there um, as a as a property management uh, business? Well, I think I think you know, of course, not in a crude way, but to disclose all is is so cool. Behind the scenes content, um, what I would call thought leadership content, meaning value adding, sharing your knowledge, sharing your expertise 
a real easy one for anyone is is actually just doing video content on you on what I'd call your frequently asked questions. What questions do people answer you in another medium that would actually be really useful you getting out there on social media? That's actually incredibly powerful because if you answer their questions up front, you'll actually end up spending even less time when they're actually talking to you because they'll already have the answers to the questions that they were going to ask you. So actually, let's take this away from social media for a second. You're actually going to really, really improve your business efficiency by, by publishing frequently asked questions online. So that's one thing. Um, you know, I've touched upon video content already, you know, in terms of the the, the content pyramid, if you will, the most important content of all is video content. It's the content that these platforms want to see the most. It's the it's the content that captures the attention of people the most. But again, to go back to point one in the first question, use it as a trust tool and to, uh, to, to, to create that trust. Sharing video content is great. I think the other thing as well is actually asking questions and answering them in the post and giving as much value as possible. A lot of people, they use social as almost a sale, like a sales funnel. They treat it as a sales tool and, uh, and not a helping tool. And that's a big loss because um, you, the, basically the more content that you give these platforms, the better because they perceive you as wanting your audience to spend their time and attention on their platform. So those would be just two ways of, of doing it straight away. Of course, there's a ton of detail around hashtags, around post structure, et cetera, which I'll happily delve into. But those are just two things to get you started. No, that sounds really interesting. Okay, so if anyone wants inspiration, what social feeds do you think would offer that for them? So what could they go and look at to, to kind of see what good looks like? Cool. Well, there's there's so there's so many examples, isn't it? And it totally depends on on your, your on your field of, of work or your expertise or, or what you're particularly interested in. But I, I tend to hang around accounts again to, to with people that are just sharing stories all the time. They're storytelling. They're telling people um, about their journey, but also how it resonates and how it's relevant to them. I think that's an absolute cracker of a tactic for social, you know, telling your story, but then how it's relevant to them, sharing a problem, providing the solution. And so accounts that I follow, you know, in my world, obviously being in social media, I really love the Buffer account. You know, the, this is a platform that I use to schedule all of my content on. And it's because they're kind, they're caring, they're empathetic, they're friendly. And actually something that we've not spoken about is talking about is talking in people's language, right? Not using corporate jargon. People are so bored of corporate jargon. They get it on email all day, every day, and they don't want it anymore. And so I think the accounts that I tend to hang around on the most and engage with the most talk to me in my language. And so that's, again, something to, to action. And um, for anyone listening is if you are using social media, are you talking in the language that you perceive that people do understand or are you talking into talking in the language of, of, of your target market? I can almost guarantee that you need to simplify your content more than you are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting because, yeah, because that is that tendency to, you know, take that marketing um, <clears throat> blurb that's been sent out and then take just just use that for social. And it really does need to be change depending on the audience yeah okay so you've worked on social media for a while is there a project that's interested you most oh that's cool that's hard <laughs> I've, I've worked i've worked on well, probably probably coming up to 200 different social accounts now b2b b2c personal brands managing directors all sorts i think i think the the, the projects that i'm almost most passionate about are projects where it actually makes a meaningful difference so for example i'm i'm working with a, a, a charity 
uh, based down in Norfolk at the moment, a mental health charity called uh, Mind Norfolk and Waveney. Um, I look after their, their Norfolk branch and I love working on that account because I know how much of a difference it makes. And again, to go back to a couple of my points that I've made already, because I'm giving value in those social posts, I'm, I'm literally making a difference to people's lives who are suffering with mental health. So that's one thing I'm passionate about. I'm also very, very passionate about helping individuals um, quite often managing directors, quite, quite often um, marketing directors, anyone that that wants to create a better life for themselves. And I know that sounds really fluffy, but I, I really enjoy working with people with high energy, with with passion. Um, and obviously being in the football world, I've 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 worked with um former Scottish international Chris Boyd, um uh, uh, Rangers. Am I allowed to say Rangers on this podcast? I know the divide is quite something up there between Celtic and Rangers, but there you go, I've said it. Um I've also worked with Robert Snodgrass, former Scottish international as well, on 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 their project social accounts. So yeah, I've had fun and that's why I love what I do because I work with so many different types of people and businesses. But to, to answer that question, frankly, it's when I can give value to actually genuinely make a meaningful difference to someone's life. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And yes, you can talk about football. I don't understand the huge amount about it, but you can talk about it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Jack, you're not a football fanatic, are you? No, not at all. Have yeah, absolutely zero interest. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So there you go. Sorry about that, Chris. <laughs> although I do know, I do know one fun fact now. Oh, go on. Fun fact. I know, do know one fact now. Norwich City are now back up in the top flight of. Hey, well oh, done. You can have it. <laughs> I do know that. I don't. I'm not totally oblivious to stuff. I, stuff on football that I read. Um, anyway, um, so what's just. So just to get to the end of kind of the, the things I want to ask you, um, what's been the biggest change you've seen in social media over the years? Oh, blimey. That's a fantastic question. That You know what, Brian, that the platforms are evolving all the time, and that's why I spend 20% of my my actual time <laughs> on my business actually researching and learning because new platform developments and updates are coming out all of the time. I think... I think certainly the most exciting thing in the in the last few years is this story element, um, you know, that, that people are, are adding onto their platform. You know, even LinkedIn, a platform that, that, you know, people perceive as having to be corporate, even they now understand the value of, of, of that story content, meaning video content that you can find at the top of your feed. Now, I think the story element has supercharged businesses because, again, to say it again, you know, it's it's rapidly improved um, businesses trust, particularly smaller businesses, by the way, um, you know, because because anyone can say any sort of, you know, marketing jargon online. They can get a copywriter to create the perfect pitch for them. And um, but, you know, the people that are really winning on social media are the people that are turning up on their stories, whether that be LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, they're showing their face and, and they're giving value and you know, I think it's really refreshing and I think it's very, very exciting um, for any for any business or, or individual on social media. So I'd say story content is uh, is definitely the, the, the main thing for me. But actually, um, I'm going to contradict what I've said instantly. The, the thing that's really blown up during the global pandemic is live streaming which you can pretty much do on every single platform now, whether that be YouTube, Twitter via Periscope, LinkedIn, you can go live now by applying Instagram, IGTV. And the thing with LinkedIn, um, sorry, the thing with live content in general is that 
it's it's so authentic it's so supercharged and the platforms love it as well so yeah i would I, to, to answer your question in a little bit more of a short way i do like to talk sorry uh live content and story content okay that's really interesting that's really and there's been a big a big increase as well clubhouse launched in the pandemic which is kind of audio rooms and these sort of things and does, mm. does facebook now have an alternative to that as well what's your view on that sort of stuff so facebook unless they've released it in the last hour they don't have an alternative to that right. yet um however twitter do it's called twitter spaces and i actually prefer it to clubhouse i think clubhouse is, has been a really interesting platform and and again um people have grown and, and built and developed um personal brands on clubhouse um you know particularly in the corporate world it's a it's an incredible platform to connect with people all over the world um very conversational um and and, and i love that but twitter spaces is there as well to do that um, and i think yeah. twitter are nailing it a little bit better than clubhouse at the moment but clubhouse is an opportunity just like uh tiktok for example and um, that the businesses should be considering to go on yep okay great that's the end of my questions and we have a um jack's pictures at the end of each of these um sessions and and has some questions of our own so jack's over to you so yes it's our and finally you're too young chris to remember news round and, the and finally thing that used to be on <laughs> children's tv um our three quirky questions the first one for you is what's your biggest failure across your entire career and what did you learn from it oh blimey do you know one one failure which which i i, I i'm now just about willing to share with people is um is the importance of remembering people's names now a really funny story I, when uh w when i was growing and building developing my career in in digital marketing i'd managed to secure a pitch with with a really really big business based down in norfolk i got really excited i put on my shirt and tie i did all my research into the company everything was prepared i had an answer to every single one of their questions jacks and then after the pitch it went perfectly i was absolutely buzzing i was you know saying all the right things and as i walked out i actually called the managing director the complete wrong name oh, and no. then i got back <laughs> to the office and i followed it up i had this heart in my mouth moment i went oh no what a <laughs> it was it was an absolute nightmare to put it frankly uh totally embarrassing but i learned from it a lot about how the little details in business makes a huge amount of difference did you get the job no didn't win the pitch <laughs> that's my point and some people <laughs> listening to this would say oh that's that's a bit pathetic you know surely they would just correct you but uh, you know what i'm actually really thankful yeah. for, for that lesson and i think another failure as well is um is when is is, is when you when you're pitching as well is to to make sure that you're creating something really super bespoke for people so there's been uh one occasion where i'd embarrassingly left uh, part of a pitch from someone else in 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 a in a new in a new email, which was very embarrassing. So yeah, I think for me, um, attention to detail is something that I've had to improve on massively in my my uh, my short amount of time in business. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Good. That's that's quite funny. Thanks for sharing that. Um, if you're the world, yeah, Jack's, my, Jack's my career's down the toilet now. So I hope you helped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that wasn't as we we did um, we did interview someone on the podcast who 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 after kind of thirty years of, of past his first mistake is finally getting over it. Um, so yeah, we we've heard, I think we've heard worse. Eh? So. Thank you. 
Um, so if you ruled the world, Chris, for a day, what would you do? Wow, 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 wow. That is, that. I think that's the best question I've ever had on a podcast. <laughs> I'm a few. Um, if I could rule the world for a day, one world for a day, what would I do? Do you know, I would, I would ask everyone to give. Um, I, I think that where we are at now, uh, not to go, well, try not to go too political, but I think everyone can do something to to help. We can all make, we can all do our little thing to make a big difference in the world, whether that, and I don't mean by the way, giving money, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, wealthy people having to give more money necessarily, but I, I just ask everyone for one day to, to say, who, what can I do to give to someone less fortunate to the, the to me, and then and give them a, you know, whether that be giving a young apprentice an opportunity to 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 rise if they've had a tough start in life, whether it be to, you know, you know, spend some time in a, in, a, in an orphanage or go to a, an old people's home and go and read a story. I don't know. I, I I just think that one day of just pure happiness and and giving rather than taking would make such a tremendous difference in the world that we live in today oh you're just bringing a tear to my there chris that's really nice <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> no that's lovely um that would if i rule the world i think i'd do that every day um, <laughs> pretty cool um so fast forward to when you're 70 and you're looking back at your life um, is there anything you've done already that you will be glad you've done or feel proud of? Or if you haven't done that yet, um, what would you want to be looking back at when you were 70 and being proud of? Well, again, fantastic question. And and can I just say, actually, before I get into this, the best conversation I've had in the last decade of my life was when I was going up to Manchester for, for a music concert and um, if you want to call it that, a cough, cough, rave. And what I did is on the train, I I actually, um, I, I went and sat next to a, to an elderly person. Basically, all of my lads had, had gone and found themselves a seat. And then the other side of the train, the opposite to us, there's a little old lady sitting on her own. So I ended up sitting next to her. And I asked her, a, and, I, and I don't know why, but I just did. I just asked the question, if you could, she must have been in her 80s. I said, if you could go back in time, what would you do again? And she shared her, her regrets. She just opened up and it was just such an incredible conversation because mm-hmm. she spoke about, um, you know, the fact that she actually should have just tried to go for her dream job. She wished that she'd spend more, even more time with her family. She'd wished that she hadn't held people's, um, you know, pointless opinions of her in such high regard when they when they weren't actually going to help her. So anyway, cut long so short. I love the question. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. Um, to, to answer your question, um, I think I, oh God, that's just such a, <laughs> that's an absolute cracker, Jacks. And I think maybe, maybe Chris, maybe you've got so far so, such a long way to go to seventy. You're struggling. Okay, so I, I mean, I, I place um, my happiness and fulfilment on on travel and exploring and um, exposing myself to to new cultures. So I'm very proud and luckily and privileged to have been to so many places all over the world. So I'd love to continue that journey. Something that I'm, I've raised lots of money for charity, which I'm proud of, but probably the thing that I was most proud of is um, I went to Zambia um, as a, so basically I to cut long story short, I, my mum died in 2007 and I, re- I was really, really struggling with grief. And about three years into that, I, chucked, I, I literally chucked myself on a plane to Zambia with a group of other kids to volunteer at a school and an orphanage. 
And until I did that trip, I had such a lack of perspective. And I met this and I met this young chap called called Webby, who hadn't celebrated his birthday since since he was six years old. And he lost both his mum and his dad. And, you know, some people listening might think, well, actually, Chris, OK, well, that's pretty you know, I'm not sure how that sits with me because you've gone as a tourist to this country. But I think I'm actually just super proud of that. And I, and I wish more young people did that. If I could give any advice to to any young person, it would be, you know, go, go, go somewhere, um, you know, un, underprivileged and actually help and support and get such a good perspective on what life is all about because they're so happy over there, but they've got so much less than us. Um, and and so I think that would be one of the things I'm most proud of so far. But as a 27 year old guy, I'm hoping there'll be, um, you know, tens, if not hundreds of things that I'll be proud of by the end of my journey. Oh, nice. Nice. Thanks, Chris. That was really good. Nice. Cool. That's your three color questions. Well done. <laughs> I survived the test. <laughs> Chris, Chris, thank you just so much for coming on and sharing with us your um, um, your views on on that and your expertise with social media as well. I, I really do think that's going to be extremely helpful to to people listening. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on. No, it's an absolute pleasure, and and you know, kudos to you guys. Um, I think I think Blog Talk is is such a cool podcast for for people to listen to, and. Um, I, I wish everyone listening to this an absolutely fantastic day. And if you've got any questions, feel free to drop me an email anytime. I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be available somewhere. But it's it's going to be uh, Chris at ReevesocialMedia.co.uk. Cheers, Chris. Thanks. See you again. Bye. 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 Bye.